Uh, we have uh, one powerful individual on the line right now. We sure do. We have former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, Mr. Secretary, it's such an honor to have you back here on Cats and Cosby. We love you. Rita, it's great to be with you. John, it's great to be back. I like weekends, too. It's all good. Yes, all good. <laughs> now, Mr. Secretary, you were CIA director. You were Secretary of State. There's nobody better to talk to about what the heck is going on uh, in the world with all, with all the revelations coming out. Oh, goodness. John, where do you want to start? Do we have an hour? In, in, your fair, in your fair city there in New York, we now know that the Chinese Communist Party was operating a uh, police station where they were harassing mostly American citizens of Chinese uh, origin, uh, Chinese ethnicity, uh, reminding them that, you know, they knew where their family was back home and making clear to them that the Chinese Communist Party was watching them incredibly closely. And, and frankly, things worse, too. Uh, this is I'm glad the Biden administration has now indicted a couple of folks, but this problem is much bigger than I think the American people have been aware of. And to have them do this to the American people inside of our own country is another violation of American sovereignty that the Biden administration has allowed to continue. They're running their own intelligence. Uh, I understand it's more than one city. I think there was about four or five cities, some people were saying. So they've announced four or five cities. My guess is we're going to find out that there are even more. This is this is really a, a big project, an at-scale project that the Chinese Communist Party has ramped up. John, you'll remember, Rita, you will too, that when I was Secretary of State, they were running a spy ring out of Houston, Texas, out of the Chinese consulate, a diplomatic facility in Houston, Texas. And we, we shut it down, uh, putting their program on its back seat for a couple of years, but clearly now building it back and harassing Americans, which is completely unacceptable to allow another country to operate their intelligence service, their police service inside of our country is something well, I don't think we've ever seen before. And something I, I hope that uh, both uh, state governments, local governments, and the federal government will take with a level of seriousness that that presents to each of us. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, Mr. Cox, uh, you have a few Mr. questions. Secretary, uh, you were out on the campaign. You got in shape. You got out on the campaign trail. You've been out there for, what, almost two years? What do you think the temperament of the, of the people are? You, you must have a really good feel for it. What's going on in the country? You know, there is enormous uh, concern, uh, concern that uh, kids are, are learning garbage in our schools, uh, parents trying to take back that capacity to make sure the kids learn that this isn't a racist nation. Uh, there's real concern that the government continues to grow and spend money that it doesn't have, taking away future opportunities for the next generation. When I, when I was out talking to folks, they could see, they could see this, and then they hear some of this noise. Uh, around, right, that then there's more than two genders, right? They, common sense tells them these things are setting our country back, and they feel that it, it's they're, they're losing the capacity to, to take care of their family and practice their faith in the way they want to, and they are scrambling to try and ask the simple question, what can they do? What can, what can I do? I get asked this every time I go out. Uh, what can I do to help bring this back to a place that we all know it's, it's less partisan, then you might imagine this isn't really about Republican, Democrat. It's about common sense. And how do we build this country back to the place where American greatness was respected? And we knew that this was an important country and we were all so privileged to be a part of. And uh, Mr. Secretary, I have to ask you also, there's been so many headlines about Tony Blinken and Mike Morrell. 
Um, again, as John so eloquently said, uh, who better? You know so much of these positions. And as being former Secretary of State, former CIA, your thoughts about all of that vis-a-vis the Hunter Biden laptop stuff? So this is really bad. Uh, it's, it's really bad in the following sense. So, uh, you know, it's a little complicated, but former acting director of the CIA, Mike Morrell, was asked by uh, now Secretary of State, then someone on the campaign, uh, uh, Tony Blinken, now Secretary Blinken, was basically said, hey, this laptop that, that contained all kinds of stories, uh, emails about uh, the Biden family receiving money from foreign governments. And in literally on October 15th, think three weeks before the election, uh, Blinken calls Morrell and says, hey, can you guys can you guys write a letter that says that this might be Russian information, disinformation? And they did. And, you know, the perfect the intention was clearly to promote Joe Biden and to convince the American people for a few weeks that this wasn't real. And then President Biden uses that letter to go on to debate and say, hey, this is just Russian disinformation, when they knew, they knew this wasn't true. Uh, this is something we got to find more about exactly how that happened. But for three weeks, the American people were denied the ability to really see what had happened, that the Biden administration was taking money from foreign governments and form a judgment about that in the run-up to the election. I don't know that we've ever seen anything quite like this in our country before, Rita. Judge Weinberg? Mr. Secretary, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. I think, as, as a House Democrat, as I looked at that, I said, that will turn the election against Trump and in favor of Biden. And I believe that, it, in fact, it did turn the election because had a lot of people have said they have known that this was a true laptop and it really did contain that information, they would have voted differently. What do you say about that? Oh, goodness, you know, we'll never know. <laughs> and we'll never know because the Biden campaign clearly did not want us to know, right? So not only did they not want us to know, but they were effective at that. So they were successful. There was a New York Post article that was now proven 100% factually accurate, and they used this to refute that, uh, to, to, to do that, for a campaign to do that. Uh, is indecent and certainly changed the information base upon which so many voters went to the election that day. You know what? How many voters would have changed their minds, what they would have seen, how they would have evaluated these emails? I think that's hard to know, but we do know this. The Biden administration was very concerned that it would cost them the election, and they did everything they could to make sure the American people wouldn't have that information in their hands. Well, and put the posts aside, Mr. Secretary, in the Wall Street Journal the mainstream media just took off with this, that story, did they not, from the intelligence uh, folks, 50 of them who signed that letter? Yeah, look, there were 51 people, various walks of life from the intelligence and defense and national security community, all of whom implied that this was Russian disinformation when I think any uh, you know mid-level analyst would have said, nope, this doesn't fit that model, this is real. And I think we all would have been able to see that and would have been able to evaluate that information in a way that we just simply couldn't, given what the Biden campaign did. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, Mr. Secretary, too. I think about that famous moment in the debate um, where, you know, he kind of happened to have it at the top of his head, president or a candidate, Joe Biden at the time, saying, Oh, there's this letter. I mean, he absolutely it was created for it that was, moment. It was created for that moment. That that I think is why it's so stunning to the American public, don't you think, Mr. Secretary? A hundred percent. No, this was all deeply planned. He was he knew that he was going to be on the debate stage in just a few days. He knew he was going to get asked about this, and he needed a place to land, a place to hide, a place to cover up. And this letter, created by his campaign, worked on by his campaign, uh, structured by his campaign 
was that refuge. Uh, it, it is. It, this is why I say I've not seen anything like this before in an election cycle where a campaign was so effective about giving the actual candidate a place to convey things they knew weren't true. President Biden knew it wasn't too true when he said it as well. So he was careful. He says, oh, there's this letter. He knew he knew his team had rigged that letter to use uh, Morell's language. The former acting director of the CIA had triggered that letter, created it from scratch and gave President Biden the easy out. Uh, that the American people saw on the debate stage and then said, well, goodness, it must be Russian disinformation, hoping that it would change the way folks went to the polls. Those intelligence folks, they weren't dumb. There were weasel words at the bottom of that letter, but the me, they knew the media would run right over those weasel words that, in fact, it was, <laughs> it's sort of they, they hedged a little uh, bit on what they said at the front uh, of the letter. Absolutely. No, no, no. They, they can point to saying, oh, no, we didn't say it was. We just said it consistent with or looks like that. The earmarks. The earmarks. The earmarks. Yeah, but by the way, Mr. Secretary, no one has ever been held accountable for that up until this point. I am hoping hoping that we will see hearings uh, that bring all these people. Morrell apparently spoke to them in private. We We ought to hear in publicly precisely what happened, how it came down so the American people can evaluate, you know, what what was it President Biden was up to? Why was he up to it? And what is the full scope? of the money that's changed hands between foreign governments and the Biden family over really, frankly, the last decade. And uh, former Governor uh, David Patterson, you got a question for Secretary of State Mike Pompeo? Well, when I first saw the, the debate and saw the letter, I believed the letter. But when I realized there were 51 names on it, even at that time, I thought, wow, that's overkill. Like, you know, there's got to be a real reason. That they, <laughs> that's a lot of names to put on a letter. If you had three or four good names, it would have sounded more credible. Yeah, Look, they were they were clearly they were clearly at deceit, and at its core, President Biden built this so that he could deceive the American people during that debate and last twenty one more days before anybody could actually suss this out and find out what happened. And it's only really in these last few days that we now know the sequence of events that surrounded the creation of that letter. Although we have known that that letter was intentionally misleading at the time it was written. Uh, Mr. Secretary, there's so many problems in the world. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left. What would you like to tell the American people? Because the American people are really concerned at this point. At this point. So what we're going to see in the coming weeks, uh, even more illegal traffic across our border. As, as Title 42 is eliminated and individuals all across the world see that the border is even more wide open now, starting in May than it, than it has been for these two years where it's been pretty wide open. I, I'm afraid, John, that we're going to see more fentanyl traffic. Uh, we're going to see more uh, terrorists come across the border, and we're going to see the number of people coming into this country illegally that are uh, destined for bad things to commit crimes and worse. I, I'm afraid that uh, when we're on this station a month from now, we're going to think that the numbers we saw over the first year were just child's play. I expect that number to ramp up dramatically and risk to America will ramp up dramatically as a result of it as well. Yeah. When, uh, Mr. Secretary, when you bring up fentanyl, I think China, uh, you gave as Secretary of State a really strong speech about China at the Nixon Library. Has your view changed since that speech? No. Um, if anything, I, I probably left out a few risks that are associated with the Chinese Communist Party. And this, the administration, while they've gotten some things right on China, and I always try to credit them when they do, uh, they, they haven't fully yet grasped the scope of the challenge that we face. It is um, the police stations, the balloon, the virus, 
the things that they've done here in our homeland, wholly apart from what they might do in Taiwan and how they treat their own people, right, holding a million-plus folks in what amounts to internment camps in the western part of the country. Uh, Those are risks that are real and accelerating, and we've not done enough to protect the American people from this threat. So those remarks in the spring of 2020 uh, that I gave at the Nixon Library, I think, captured uh, essentially what Xi Jinping has done, not only to his own people, but now seeking to do to everyone all across the world. He, He seeks dominance around the world, and he is making real progress on that. The only ones that can push back on them in a serious way is a coalition led by the United States of America. Mr. Secretary, have a great weekend. Pray for, Thank you. Pray John, for our Rita, people. everyone. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Thank you, Mr. Thank Secretary, you. so much. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.